Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Partly Political Broadcast, the comedy politics podcast that somehow survives a vote of confidence every episode, despite public opinion. I'm Tin and do yeah, but this week as Prime Minister and can of sealant that's exploded over a toilet, Boris Johnson wins a confidence vote amongst his own party. Once again, we see a bunch of Conservative MPs are total hypocrites as they're happy to vote Remain when it suits. But 148 Tory MPs voted that they had no confidence in Johnson, meaning he is officially more hated by his own party than former Prime Minister Theresa I made out of several Jenga blocks glued together with Spike May when her party had a vote of no confidence against her. And even if you had painted her nose yellow, she'd have 100% look like her head was a turkey, Margaret Thatcher in her leadership battle in 1990. It says a ton that a party currently full of MPs accused of sexual harassment, they respect Johnson even less than they do women. You might think it's a disappointing result, as in these constantly gloomy times, even knowing Johnson would be replaced by someone probably worse like, say, Liz Truss, who'd get defeated by a revolving door, or the ghost of Oswald Mosley, or the film Morbius. Even knowing that he'd be replaced by someone like that, it would have been worth watching his defeat just to see a sulking face like a sad, melting baby. But all is not lost, as now Johnson is merely clinging on, sapping the life from the Tory party, and if the Conservatives are now entering a civil war, according to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're only a few steps from the endgame where the biggest, loudest one gets wiped out. Fingers crossed. How spoiled have we been as the British public this week? First, four whole days of the kind of leader worship that must have made North Korea feel very second place, as everyone was patriotic enough to enable the further collapse of the economy by shortening the week to eat sandwiches in the rain, watch a CGI bear in Buckingham Palace in his last moments before being turned into a hat for one of the lesser-known sponging relatives, or wave at a hologram which didn't even sing the greatest hits of ABBA. And then just as everyone feels the monumental come-down of the returning to normality, the Conservative Party stepped up with the vague possibility of hope by a snap vote of confidence in the Prime Minister. On a Monday too, as if knowing the one thing that might get you through the day is maybe hoping, hoping that the worst of the Hutt family might finally be ousted from Number 10 and his own MPs in the sort of Shakespearean manner he'd know from his book if he ever bothered to write it. And you know, did it with actual references, not just things he'd made up based on a time Johnson wore a ruff at a themed party during lockdown. 
It beggars belief that at least 54 Conservative MPs would write to Victorian dental care model Graham Brady at the 1922 committee saying they no longer had confidence in Johnson, when, as his defenders pointed out, he's got so many of the big calls right. Like that one to his friend to get a journalist attacked. Oh, no, wait, sorry, no, that was years ago. Um, I mean, you know, the big calls, like um, to that booze delivery service every time those lockdown parties were running low. He's very good at knowing just when Prosecco glasses are dry. If that isn't what the Conservatives that support him mean, it's very hard to work out exactly what the big calls were when Boris Johnson couldn't even use his new phone back in February and so was unable to pass on WhatsApp messages to his ethics advisor about the number 10 flat refurb payment. Big political calls, I guess they mean, which as we know were full of tough decisions that only someone like Boris Johnson could make. Like, should I turn up to Cobra meetings about this oncoming very serious pandemic or skive off to have a nap and a wank on the new gold leaf wallpaper so I feel really prepped for tonight's party? You don't let just over 180,000 people die unnecessarily unless you're really certain the other option of being a big lying pisshead is the right way forward for everyone in the country. Sorry, backward. I meant backward. You have to remember all the stuff that Boris Johnson has done, but also don't remember the stuff you didn't like or the Sue Gray report. And look, we all have to move on and get on with it. We have to do what the public wants, said many Tory MPs. Well, according to every poll under the sun, over 60% want that mophead tumour to fuck off. So really, that's what they should have done. The other concern was that there shouldn't be a leadership contest right now as, hey, don't you know there's a war on? A war that it was totally fine to ignore for the last four days while we all worshipped a stamp model in a series of expensive events that even the Queen couldn't be asked to attend. I'm sure the war in Ukraine, that, as we all know, Boris Johnson's been on the front line for, distracting Russian forces by telling them which party he met them at, I'm sure the war just paused for four days because even the Ukrainians from the rubble of their former homes had to marvel at the Queen's 70-year dedication to wearing big hats and spending £12 million of public money rescuing a paedophile. Prince Andrew didn't attend the Jubilee celebrations as he supposedly caught COVID-19, which is a surprise as we'd have thought it was definitely a few numbers too old for him. Still, it's nice for parasitic entities that prey on the vulnerable to hang out together and swap tips. But now that Jubilee is all done, the war has started again and the only person to stop it despite being barely involved with it is Boris Johnson, obviously. Possibly by being so shit at diplomacy, it's only time before he irritates both sides enough that they call a ceasefire in order to work together to attack Britain instead. That's what's important, you see. And as Justice Secretary Dominic Raab, who has someone at all times pulling the skin at the back of his head as tightly as possible, as Raab said, the public are exhausted by Partygate and they only ever hear the dissenting voices. True. I mean, how biased have the media been not giving an interview to anyone who said, actually, I had a blast at the party and doing lines off a red briefcase while people were coughing to death was the sort of uplift I really needed for my confidence. Or actually, if it wasn't for those parties, I wouldn't have met my future wife. Oh, wait, that was probably a quote from the Prime Minister. Clearly, the public are done with hearing about all the times the Prime Minister evaded the very laws he implemented, and that's why during an interview with Mumsnet, the very first question was someone asking why we should believe anything he says when it's proven he's a habitual liar. The Prime Minister replied to that by saying he delivers what he sets out to deliver, which seems to be babies mostly, even then, much like how the vaccine rollout was the NHS, not the government, or when he said he got the pensioners the free bus pass in London, which he didn't, Johnson almost certainly didn't deliver any of his four million kids himself, but he probably takes the credit for it anyway, and no doubt uses it as an excuse not to do any actual childcare. 
The Prime Minister told the Mumsnet founder, Justine Roberts, that he reads his children bedtime stories every night, but when he was asked what his favourite children's stories were, he didn't actually know. Then again, what he means by stories is probably just any of the bullshit he said that day as it's all completely fictional and his kids probably find it so tedious and his stupid fucking voice so annoying they'd pretend to go instantly asleep so that he'll go away. It wasn't just those lefty plotting um, parents all around the United Kingdom on the internet who showed that they'd had enough of Johnson last week. It was also those radical communist big fans of the Queen who booed Johnson and his wife Carrie who was dressed like an accident at a pizza parlour as they arrived at the Jubilee service. To everyone there, everyone watching the live stream or anyone with any strong sense of reality, the booing at Johnson as he collapsed out of his car was clear. Oh, sorry, I say booing. It was, of course, a mixed response. Some people jeered, and I've no doubt a handful did really good swears as well. And hey, maybe they were just being kind, as they know from the Sue Gray report that Boris Johnson is a big fan of Friday booze. These are people, though, that should be Johnson's crowd, the kind who'll willingly dress as a union flag, and weirdly, that'll be the only time they're not unnecessarily cross. If Johnson lost the people who'll turn up in the rain to a Jubilee event, even the Queen didn't want to go to, meaning all they got were the shit tribute acts, then surely he's lost the support of the country. But when is a boo not a boo? Answer, when it's heard through the ears of Conservative politicians whose special brain configuration takes the sound of people in despair and outrage and converts it into the pleasing noises of affirmation. Which, if that was true, would explain an awful lot about their behaviour. Culture Secretary Nadine Dorries, like someone dropped a raw chicken fillet into some makeup, insisted there were far more cheers than boos. Maybe it's like how lizards can only hear sounds at certain frequencies, and so for Dorries, while everyone else in the entire world heard booing, maybe she only heard parts of the sounds and it sounded really good to her. Or maybe it was like how she thought 96% of people wanted Channel 4 privatisation when 96% actually didn't. Perhaps for her, as an actual denizen of the Upside Down, everything is topsy-turvy and she was probably over the moon when she heard 54 MPs had written to the 1922 committee as it no doubt meant they were really big fans of her work boyfriend. Dorries insisted she would be backing the Prime Minister 100% in the confidence vote, which in her world could well have been a complete curveball and meant she was entirely against it. It's very hard to tell. Johnson can't go, said Dorries, as the party donors have spoken and they want him to stay, probably because no one else hands out contracts to him like Oprah does cars. It's always nice when the party in charge proves that they help billionaires not only have an unfair amount of the country's wealth, but also its democratic rights. And if that's not levelling up, I don't know what is. The Prime Minister's anti-corruption champion and face drawn on a pencil eraser, John Penrose, he resigned before the vote saying it was over Partygate. He said the Prime Minister has to go and he's someone who only got the advisory role as anti-corruption champion due to his experience of being married to startled gerbil Dido Harding and therefore has seen corruption up front and close and no doubt in his joint bank account as well. Former Health Secretary Jeremy Hunt with his constant expression like he's just been taken over by an alien entity who doesn't understand how faces work, he also said he'd be voting against Johnson as he wanted to vote for change, though I assume that's in the context of all the change he'll be sent by his private healthcare investments if he gets to be PM instead. MP for Hereford and Rory Kinnear character Jesse Norman said he'd have to vote against the Prime Minister even after supporting him for 15 years. What took you so fucking long, Jesse? He's been a lying bellend for all of those and far more. Oh, I've been a big fan of Dracula for 200 years, but now the villagers are burning torches outside my castle, I've decided he's not that great. 
What did the Prime Minister say to Winran Conservative MPs just before the vote? Well, he did a speech that said he'd lead them to victory again like it was a film, and in the next scene he'd definitely be shot off his horse by a crossbow before he'd even said charge. Sorry, I say horse. It'd be a sad Icelandic pony with a big hat on that he'd been telling everyone was a champion steed, but was all he could get imported after Brexit. Johnson said he was very glad the vote was taking place as it had ended the media-driven focus on the leadership of the Tory party, something that might also happen if he fucked off and stopped doing shitty press stunts in a JCB or on a giant flag or getting booed. He pledged to cut more red tape because that's worked great so far, and I can only presume it won over all those Tories who love the idea of the UK public having absolutely no food at all. Oh wait, that's all of them. When asked about the Sue Gray report, Johnson said he'd do it all again, because as you know, the Prime Minister was really humbled by that report, just like he said in the Commons. Apparently many MPs cheered, but it's hard to know if that's true, or you know, they actually booed. MP for Wickham and LaserQuest under 11's runner-up 2018-2019, Steve Baker left the meeting before Johnson finished his speech and insisted the Prime Minister has to go, but then again Steve Baker just bloody loves anything with a leave option, doesn't he? Then the vote, which as you know Johnson won, but in a way that a knight might win a sword fight, but then has to hop over to claim victory on their remaining leg, knowing it's not long before they bleed out and die. And Johnson isn't a knight, not least because as soon as he put a helmet on he'd probably fall asleep, but also probably because for now the Tory party have handed out all the fucking knighthoods like sweets for every single person that donated so that he could get a takeaway during lockdown. The Conservative Party has decided to keep a man that gets booed as their leader and I can only imagine, and in fact look forward to, the boos getting louder and happening everywhere he goes for months, possibly years until a general election. Maybe someone could print out a tour schedule and we could make sure that Boris Johnson is booed in a variety of locations, high-vis jackets and construction hats. Education Minister and smarmy toe Nadim Zawahi insisted Boris Johnson had won the vote handsomely, but I suppose your views of what handsome is are going to be scarred if you've spent a life looking at backbenchers who appear to be constantly collapsing from the inside. 41% of his party voting against him is a whopper, much like the ones Johnson tells, and I'd love to think that maybe they will block votes in the Commons until he's forced to leave or call an election. Saying that, with the way things are going, it's also highly likely all those MPs will mysteriously disappear and then be replaced by Johnson's many children who've been waiting for this opportunity before he makes votes of no confidence illegal and then booing illegal as well, and it's only when pantos and ghost walks go bust everywhere that the people rise up. This is all more time for the Conservatives to lose support, Boris Johnson to do something even worse, and then eventually the Conservatives to implode. It might be saving big dog for now, but the whole family knows the next vet's bill might not be worth it as they'd much prefer a holiday and they're tired of big dog shitting himself all over the sofas and trying to hump everything in sight. It'll be interesting, unless you know you can't afford your heating or food and your wages are cut and your home is flooded and you're being separated from your family and deported to Rwanda and all of this is simply a delay in life ever becoming remotely better. Still, this politics is all a fun game, right? It's a game, isn't it? You know, eh? In other news, Brexit, Covid and airline companies being greedy arseholes have all meant thousands of Brits have had their flights cancelled last week and those who managed to go on holiday were left stranded in another country like it was a home office taster course. Transport Secretary Grant Shapps, who with every appearance looks like his life force is being sucked away per lie he has to tell, said the government were doing what they can but also won't be doing any of the things that might help. Immigration won't be relaxed to allow more workers from the EU to take airline jobs and nor, as Ryanair's chief exec asked, will the army be getting involved, which is actually a good thing as I worry they get jobs as counter staff and instead of helping you with your flight, just try to decode everything you say in case it contains intelligence. Besides, the army can't work at the airlines, they're already too busy dealing with flooding, handing out vaccinations, stocking all the supermarket shelves and doing every single other job that you might escape to join the army in order to get some sort of escape from. 
But weirdly, all these flight and holiday cancellations mean that maybe the Prime Minister is aligned with the British public after all, as absolutely no one on this island seems to be going anywhere. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I am not sure how any of that sounded. Um, I, it's a good deal later than I usually record or have been recording lately. Um, back in the Brexit days, this was uh, very normal, but this is quite late for me now. And uh, as you can probably guess, a lot of that was written very last minute. So I hope at least it made you chuckle a few times. Um, I am pretty pleased with that vote of no confidence result. Uh, it's a vote of confidence, but it's really a vote of no confidence, isn't it? But you got a vote of confidence. Anyway... I, look, I'm not as pleased as if they'd read out the vote and at the same time as they'd done it, regardless of the results, a portal had opened and a monster had eaten Johnson's head. But knowing that even a lot of Conservatives hate the Prime Minister is a good feeling. I will take that. I'll take the fact that he's even more hated. You know, he thrives on adoration. Actually, no, he doesn't. He's a sociopath. He doesn't give a shit what anyone thinks. I'm sure he'll be absolutely untouched by this and continue being a, a complete psychopath. Um, you know, I, I was also worried that whoever would have replaced him, as I said, uh, would also be awful. And then they do that whole, we're a new party now. Uh, and then idiots would just vote for them because they think they were completely different despite being exactly the same. Uh, but this way, they basically hit the self-destruct button, haven't they? Hopefully. Uh, oh, God, hopefully. Now, somehow, we just got to survive, haven't we? Uh, as Johnson probably goes full Homelander. Um, there's a reference from the boys there because it's back on telly. It is one of my favourite shows, even though in that third episode of season three, there was a scene that made me feel very ill. Uh, if you've seen that, you'll know what it is. Um, yeah, so we've just got to get through how many more months of bullshit, but also it would have been bullshit if he'd stayed. And once again, it's 2022. There is no winning, but hopefully uh, that intro was all right. And, and that's kind of it um, this week because I, it's all, uh, the plans have all changed. Uh, I was planning to do some other bits and pieces and then obviously this happened today and uh, that's that's it. Um, yeah. So uh, quickly, big thank yous this week to Pablo for joining the Patreon and to Matt for upping his monthly Patreon donation 
donation. Also to Christine for the Kofi donation. Thank you very, very much uh, to all of you for that. Um, and if you fancy supporting, uh, well, um, all the caffeine I've consumed uh, this evening and noodles, add a big bowl of noodles, uh, just so I could churn this show out as late in the evening as I have, then please join the patreon.com forward slash bro for even £1 a month. £1 a month is a massive help. Um, or chuck me an occasional donation at Kofi, ko-fi.com forward slash bro. Um, if you can't afford to do that, because hey, who can right now? And fuck knows what's going to happen to the economy in the next few months. Um, but look, if you can't, uh, I can't even support the show and I have to do it. But if you can't donate, then please give it a nice review on one of them podcast places. Or really, just tell nice people to give it a listen to. That is also right so that's it that's it um god knows how the next week will go i'm guessing probably not a lot will happen but there will be an ep next week hopefully a proper sized one um and then there's going to be a week off the following one which i'll remind you of again next week i am escaping the country for seven days uh due to well some very ill-advised credit card spending that i'm sure uh, if martin lewis uh, was here he, he'd be shouting at me but i'd also be shouting to him because i go martin it's very late i don't know you what are you doing in my house uh, I've got a recorded podcast this is you, you, you know you had that advice but actually you're being you're being pretty strange right now and I would advise you to leave uh, I, won't, I won't call the police because they'd probably just also hang around be worse oh it's 2022 is weird anyway um, no, so uh, one next week won't be one week after I'll remind you that next week um, but you can be pretty sure that there's going to be serious political shit in those seven days uh, that I'm away um, I'm not saying I'm self-centred but I'm pretty sure they plan all of this stuff just to ruin the show I'm certain I'm almost certain of it I'm almost certain the whole If it, the, uh, this podcast has been going for six years what's happened in those six years everything terrible it's all oh god maybe I should oh god maybe I should stop the show oh uh, Anyway, uh, oh dear. Well, anyway, look, um, all that's left to say this week is... That's your lot for this week's Partly Political Broadcast podcast. Uh, should this perk up your day like a shot of energy drink directly into your ears, but, you know, with less feelings of dizziness, nausea, and the concern your mouth will never feel clean again, then why not tell others to give it a spin? Uh, you can also support this happening by joining the Patreon or Kofi accounts and donating monthly, or you can even just hit the five stars and scribble some words of praise on Apple Podcasts or one of them podcast sites that also has reviews. Or if you have hacking skills, any website. I mean, why not just scroll a nice review across the front of the Financial Times or gov.uk sites? Do it. Have a laugh. Whoop, yeah, to Acast, my brain last sceptic and cat day. And this will be back next week when Nadine Dorries tries to privatise the 148 Tories that voted no confidence in Johnson, only to find it's very hard to do when they've already been bought out by companies long, long before. Bye. This week's show was sponsored by the very big bowl of noodles I've had to keep me awake enough to do this. No, look, I know it's not a funny, inventive one, I know, but really, they deserve some acknowledgement, because otherwise, this entire podcast would be me snoring. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.